0: Are you going so full throttle on the hamster wheel of busy that you forget to enjoy your life? You are listening to episode 162, Dividing Your Time to Find Joy in Work and Family with Shantae Grant. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I am here to guide you toward living the life you want. Each week, you'll hear interviews and teachings on how to balance self-development with self-acceptance. Listen in and join our community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. I hope you've been enjoying our discussions on happiness this month. That is our theme. And if you haven't checked out last week's episodes with Richard Iyer and my growth spurt mini episode on how to stop procrastinating your happiness, check those out. The last one is probably my favorite growth spurt to date. Today's episode is one I really needed myself. It often goes this way with the podcast, but friends, I've realized the last year that the way I view time is like I am a victim to it instead of the one in charge of how I use my time. Can you relate to that? Well, my guest today is Shante Grant, and she loves to help other women, especially working moms, get on the other side of busy. The way we are going to discuss this is by dividing our time meaning having set purposes to set amount of times during the day and sticking to them and how doing so will help you better connect to the happiness that is just there waiting for you. While this particular interview references moms who work, truth is that we all work, whether you are in the home or out of the home or working from home. And I know regardless of your circumstances right now, even if you're not a mom, this episode will apply to you. But I did wanna give that little uh, disclaimer there so you know that that is primarily what we're discussing, but it can apply to all of us. Before we have Shantae introduce herself, if you ever want to know more about the guests I have on the show, they are always linked in my show notes and you can find that within your app or by going to my website aboutprogress.com and click on podcast and then you're able to find the latest episode and look at the show notes there and get all the resources here that we talk about and connect more with the guests we have. All right, let's get into it. You are going to love Shantae hello I'm Shante grant I am the
1: well I'm a lot of things I always try to decide which one to pick first I'm a mom to Zoe and Liam Zoe is almost six she'll be six years old next week and Liam is seven months old I am a business owner a dual business owner I'm the owner of because of Zoe designs where we celebrate joy through the handcrafted hair bow and I've been doing that since about 2014, um, I'm also the host of the Business Life and Joy podcast, where we believe that both your business and your life can be filled with joy, and I'm a business educator who helps women get on the other side of busy, because I truly believe that our lives are um, should be summed up in other words outside of what I call the B word, right? Being busy. So I like to help women get off that busy wheel. Just a woman who's out here trying to help other women um, really focus on what matters most and mend their broken relationship with time. Because I've learned that time is actually a gift, but so many of us look at it as though it is the enemy and it's the thief, but it's actually the way we're using our time. That's the culprit.
0: Okay. Even just that few sentences alone was enough of a mind blowing thing for me. I never thought of it being a relationship with time. Mm -hmm. Never did I think of that. Well, and I guess that's why you are here because uh, what I've been telling you is so many of my community members are struggling with their relationship with time. And it is often either a victim relationship or like you said, a very ungrateful one. I want to know how you were able to move into having a healthy relationship. And the way I see that happening for you is how successful you are at dividing your time. And when I say that, I mean categorizing this time is for this task. This time is for that task. And with that, you're prioritizing, but let's back up. And Shante, am I cutting out for you? Nope. I can hear you clearly. Great. Um, Let's back up and talk about when that was not the case for you. So we can kind of like say, hey, this is when it wasn't good for you Mm -hmm. and how you learned you needed to change and then what you did about it.
1: Absolutely. So I practiced law for seven years and left the practice of law in September of 2015 for, because of Zoe, my hero company. Um, so when I started out, I had a 10 hour work day and because of the way my daughter's school was, my husband picked her up after school so I could work until they got home. And I used every second of that. I was literally doing all the things. And so on the outside, looking in, because of Zoe was a success. I was a quote unquote success. I was able to walk away from the practice of law and walk towards something that I truly loved. But when I looked at my time, I was working on the weekends. I always had my phone. I thought I was a slave to respond to Instagram messages and always just something to do. And I loved it. So Mm -hmm. because I loved it so much, It didn't feel like something that was wrong or something that was bad because it was Finally I was doing something that really excited me. So it wasn't even a I was stressed I was blah blah blah, but it was just I was not using my time wisely I said I have this amount of time and I just did things to fill it and I realized over time This isn't how i'm going to be able to build something that's long-lasting and successful and you know the point of that, one of the points of starting my own company and getting away from the practice of law, was to be able to have more control over my time, right? Mm-hmm. To be able to spend weekends with my daughter and you know pick her up from school, which we ultimately did when we switched her to schools and my hours got cut down. So went from that ten-hour workday to a five and a half-hour workday when I wanted to pick her up from carpool from the new school, um, and at that time I was starting to grow a second business and again, my time had just been cut in half and I realized I have to, something's not right here. Whatever I'm doing, this isn't going to cut it. I was essentially treading water. And if Hmm. when you're treading water, if you get one cramp, you're going under. Yeah. I didn't want to drown. One of the lessons I learned was to really think long-term. I learned, I need to figure out what my priorities are. Um, That's why you will always hear me talking about priorities. I doubt mm-hmm. anyone is in my presence and I'm talking for more than five minutes and I don't talk about priorities. And once I was able to hone in on those two things, thinking long-term and remembering what my priorities are, I was able to make a complete shift um, so that now today, um, there's some still some things between, but now today I work on my Synapse. I have the two businesses, um, the, the weekly podcast, a mastermind, one-on-one clients, more than I had when I had that 10-hour workday and I work maybe two to three hours a day and I'm getting more done, the company's growing more, we're bringing in more, I have learned how um, focusing on less actually is what has given me longevity in my business.
0: Wow. Okay. So when you say focusing on less, what does that look like then? Does that mean you, you got help, but did you get other people to do things or did you just cut a whole lot of, excuse the term, but crap out? you know? Yeah. How, how did you do that?
1: Yeah. So I did because of Zoe at the time when, when we were doing all the things, I just started adding more products. Someone said we should sell it. I said, okay, we sold blankets, suspenders, loveys, shirts, sunglasses, bow ties, hair bows, leather hair bows, knit headbands, scarves. Like wow. I'm exhausted just thinking about yeah. all the things we used to sell. And I, I thought to myself when I started thinking long-term, what do I want because of Zoe designs to be known for? When someone thinks of because of Zoe, what words do I want them to say? And they wanted it to be the hair bow. That's what we started with. That's what I wanted. So why am I selling all this other stuff? So I literally remember one day I went to Shopify and I just deleted everything. Like I just didn't Mm -hmm. want it anymore. I said, we're going to focus on what I want to be known for. And when I did that, we niched down, we streamlined, which is my word of the year, streamline. I'm looking yes. at get it up on the wall. Um, we grew, grew so, so fast because now I'm telling one story. There's one product. There's one thing I have to train seamstresses to make. Um, so that is another thing I did. I, like I said- I was making all the things, all the bows. Um, in 2018 was my first full year where I have, I didn't make a single bow. So I was still helping all through 2017, all of 2016. Um, so I had to grow there and we're still growing there. We still need more seamstresses. Um, but that was one thing. So we narrowed down to focus okay. on less, the one thing I wanted to be known for and we got really good at that. In my education business, rather than offering all the things, there's literally today only really one way to work with me and that's through my course Peace Pace Progress. I streamlined everything to make it very easy. Like this is how you work with me. If you wanna hair bow, this is what you get over here. If you wanna work with me over here. So I really streamlined everything down to what it was that I loved and that I wanted to be known for. Um, and I really niche down and that's when I moved over to really focusing on helping women get on the other side of busy. Everyone thinks they want to get more Instagram followers or mm-hmm. find out how to, you know, meal prep, which is important, um, and cool, but like, no, let's do the foundational work first. Mm-hmm. And that is, we got to take a look at your priorities. We got to take a look, um, at what is keeping you busy. What are those distractions? What's your relationship with time look like? Those are the things that really matter. And so, um, I niched down all the way to talking about that first and foremost. And so that's what really helped me to focus on less. And that allowed me to make room to do more and reach more people.
0: That is so incredible. And, you know, I'm just thinking about anybody who's listening, who feels spread thin, whether they have their own business like you did, or maybe they're working for someone else or they're a stay-at-home mom. It is so easy to get on a hamster wheel and think that doing more is better. and yep. You learn the opposite and you teach the opposite. So, how can someone use what their focus is once they've done that foundational work and they figured out what their internal focus is of their lives? How can that then translate to what they do to actually divide their time?
1: I think you have to be comfortable with putting things on the back burner and saying a lot of no's.
0: Yeah, have to start
1: putting that in practice. I am in a season of no, I have turned down Mm -hmm. some. Really, really great opportunities over the last two months. Um, my priorities right now is, like I said, I have a seven-month-old, and my mom is also dealing with um, chemotherapy right now, and so those oh, are so that's where my time is. So she lives in yeah. Georgia, and we're I'm on that road on 85 South, headed to be with her okay. as often as I can, which is at least twice a month, mm-hmm. and then I'm here with my son. And so I've turned down some really great opportunities, but you know, I realize that. By definition alone, priority means something has to come first, which means everything else literally is not first and everything else. And then there's a second, which means everything else has to be third and beyond. And you have to be comfortable. And I think that's the thing. People are not comfortable with saying, I am not going to do this. I'm only going to do this. It feels uncomfortable. You feel like you're going to be judged if you let people down. But what about yourself? I I don't want to let me down, right? Because if I let me down, then I'm not going to be able to show up as my best self for the people that matter. And so you have to embrace understanding that a lot of things are going to have to get put on the back burner. And then you'll actually find that a lot of those things that are back there, you never go back to pick them back up. They weren't as important as you thought. And there are very few things in this life that only you can do, Mm -hmm. right? And there are also very few opportunities that are true once-in-a-lifetime opportunities. I've said jokingly, and it's kind of serious, I say no right now to anyone who's not Beyonce, Oprah, or Michelle Obama. If you're not one of them three (laughs) ladies calling me, you're not getting, oh, maybe Sarah Blakely. I love her. Um, But (laughs) it's like right now, that's not a priority. And I know that opportunity, every opportunity I've turned down, I've tried to leave a leave room for the ones that I really am interested in to do it at another time because there will be another time. And you know what? That time is going to be whenever it is, that's going to be the time where it was for me. But being comfortable with saying no and realizing that no is a full sentence, because I think a lot of times mm-hmm. as women, we feel like we have to say, no, see, you see, um, this, <laughs> and then we go into this full dialogue trying to seek approval of the per- You don't owe anyone that.
0: Mm -hmm. no. Yes. Period.
1: You don't have to say why you don't have to give an explanation. You don't have to apologize. That is something that is, um, I'm Southern. And I think that just comes with the territory. Like we just, Oh, I'm so, you know, but then I have had to tell myself to stop doing that. No. And that's just that and hope that it's respected. And if it's not, that's probably you know, breaking a relationship that I didn't need to have in the first place, but being comfortable saying no, and also being comfortable with knowing that a lot of things that you think are so important right now have to be put on the back burner. So for the stay at home mom, you maybe you can't sit on every board and sit on every all the things you can't be room mom and this and coach like, no, And think about it like, in our heads, we tell ourselves this story about well, this is what my child is going to remember. And it's not. It's going to be that their mom wasn't always stressed out and complaining about the things that you think are so that, so you say these things are so important for your child, but they're going to hear you complaining about, oh, I have to do this. Oh, I have to do that. I think they'd rather see you show up being happy doing the one thing you did. And because you focused on that, that's what they're going to remember. Mm -hmm. I think about the things that I remember from my childhood and it has nothing to do with all these grand things that I think we think we have to do. And the same thing with business and life. Um, So just being comfortable saying no and embracing that it's okay to do less and to truly choose a priority and make everything else has to be on the back burner for now, or it's going away forever. That's okay too. And I know that's really hard, but that's the key. When you figure out what that thing is you need to focus on, just focus on that and show up consistently.
0: Yeah. Well, first I have to say, I don't even know why you said yes to this podcast though, but I am so happy you did even just for me alone i i read uh, shonda rhymes book last year the year of yes mm-hmm. and i feel like this has been my year of yes and and too much you know it's been too too many yeses mm-hmm. and i've almost been realizing like you said a yes is a no and i mean she ta- she talked about that in the book though too so i'm just realizing that this is what i think we all need to realize is it's okay to have things on the back burner yep a good mom, a good entrepreneur, in quotes, doesn't mean you're doing all the things. What I thought about when you were talking about focusing was, you know, focus is, focus is freeing. When you focus and know what you're, you want, it's freeing because you're actually present in your focus in the time at hand. So what does that look like for you as a mom, as an entrepreneur, as a woman who coaches other business owners? What does it look like to divide your time based off of the focus that you want in that time period?
1: So right now that means um, typically I'm only working on two things. Um, one thing for Because of Zoe and maybe one thing for a business education. Um, and that could be for the whole quarter, the whole year, the, the week. Um, it just varies. Um, we just finished our spring photo shoot for Because of Zoe. So all last week I was more so focused on that in the hours where I was working. And when I wasn't working, I was with my son, um, playing with him. He's eating solids now. So that's like going downstairs to feed him for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner. Yes. Oh yeah, from carpool. So it means I'm just focused on that thing. If I sat down and listed out all the things I could be doing, it might be about like the Bible size thick, right? Yeah. But I can't do that. I can't do that. Not in this season. Now, 2020, I'm really excited about because Liam will start school. I will have like regular work days again. I'm so excited about that, but I'm also excited yeah. about this time because I didn't get this time with Zoe. Zoe was already, well, I was back at work and Zoe was home with a nanny when she was seven months mm-hmm. old. Yeah. I only had 12 weeks with her because I went right back to practicing law. Um, so this is a gift to be able to be here and watch him grow and yeah. be the person with him day. and day um, I don't want to rush that, but I recognize that means this season looks different than last season and it looks okay. different than 2020. So I'm excited. I think learning contentment, like I'm excited for where I am, but I'm also excited for where I'm going. And I think that's the key to being content is being both hungry and full, realizing that I have everything I need, but I also have so many other desires at the same time so that I'm not sitting in a seat of constant. I want to be over there. I'm ready to be over there. Um, cause then you let the present moment pass you by and you miss what's right in front of you. And I think that's a selfish thing to do Mm-hmm. um because chances are the things that are right in front of you years ago you were wanting to be right where you are today so that's yes. why i love embracing the present but also being hopeful for the future
0: okay round 2 name something that's not boring
1: a laundry ooh a book club computer solitaire huh
0: ah <sighs> oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right, chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. And that's another reason why focus is so freeing is you're not looking side to side. You're not caught up in the anxiety and the stress of keeping up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you can feel hungry and full. I never thought of that. Yeah. As a way to feel content you can be both. So for someone who is trying to transition to dividing their time based off the focus that they've decided based on their priorities, I'm going back through all that you taught me, Mm -hmm. what can they expect in that transition time? Like what will come up for them? Whether that's resistance with thoughts, maybe it's in their environment, what can they prep themselves for? So when they face it, they know, ah, I know what this is. Yeah. You want to look for distractions.
1: And you want to look for excuses. Those are two things that are going to come up, right? Distractions and distractions can be a lot of different things. They can be environmental, they can be relational distractions. Do you have someone in your life who, because they may not be where they want to be. They don't want to see you get to where you want to be, whether it's intentionally or subconsciously. Because sometimes it's subconsciously. People aren't actually intentionally trying to hold you back, but subconsciously they are because they don't want you to exceed where they are. You have to watch out for that. Um, when people see you soaring, they try to put some weights on your wings. Yeah, you have to be very careful about the people, and that's not just people in your life that you see every day. I was that's just people say follow. That. Yeah, yeah. that's people you follow on social media. If you follow someone and you feel like poo every time you finish watching them, you need to unfollow them. If you leave people space and you feel worse about yourself or you find yourself doing that little comparison thing, just unfollow. You don't have to do that to yourself. You're just slowing yes. yourself down and you're wasting your most limited resource because another thing about time is it's our most limited resource. And also the second thing are those excuses. Like I said earlier, we can almost always find an excuse for why we shouldn't do anything. I have a sore throat right now and a runny nose and I sound nasally and, you know, all the things, but I didn't want to make an excuse. I wanted to show up for your audience for this podcast episode, and there's always going to be an excuse in the morning. It's warm in the bed and it's cold outside, and I could say, oh, I could work out another day, Um, but you have to be committed, and you have to have enough resolve within yourself to care about the outcome that you can push past every distraction and every excuse. Those are things that are going to trip you up and I want to warn you about them. So hopefully, um, when they come up, you will keep pushing.
0: Love that. All right. So for you, Shantae, as you have shifted your relationship to time and narrowed down in your focus and your priorities, how has your joy increased? So, what's on the other side of this work for people?
1: Oh, on the other side of busy, y'all, so good. There's peace, and to me, that's priceless. Yes. Peace is the absence of turmoil, the absence of that stress, that feeling, that O word, which I don't like to say, overwhelm, because even when you say that word, it it, gives, it has a power to overtake you. Oh, it um, but it really does. Um, but there's just a peace, and That for me is why I wake up every morning wanting to share this message because I want to see women experience that. And I see so often that they're not. Um, There's a joy that just comes from knowing that you are literally choosing to walk into whatever season of life you're in and own it, respect it, and nothing anyone else can do or say is going to make you doubt yourself and where you are and what you have chosen to say yes and no to. I know who I am. I know why I've made the choices I've made and anyone else's opinion of that is null and void. Mm. And you have to have that kind of, um, determination and resolve and resilience to be able to stand firm in who you are and the decisions you make. But you can't do that if you don't know your priorities and your purpose. Um, and you can't do that, um, if you're just so busy like literally and part of the reason why i use the business on the other side of busy is because i remember i can actually see myself standing at my daughter's school um and seeing um one of the moms and she asked me how i was doing and before she could even finish the question busy was jumping out of my mouth and i remember saying i'm tired of that being the one word i keep using because do you know what you're really saying every time you say you're busy you're telling someone i am not being intentional with my time I have no idea what's going on and this is how I want, this is not how I want to sum up this beautiful life that I've been given. Um, and I knew it's just, I couldn't keep on that way. And I really want to encourage you to get disgusted with Lizzie, Um mm-hmm. so that you can embrace this other side because it's so full of joy. The peace is, I keep talking about it because it really, there is really a true peace, a name, my peace, pace progress. Yes. That important to wake up and not feel that on your shoulders, um, that burden that so many people don't even—they've been carrying around so long they don't even realize is there until you get to the other side or you start doing the work to get there, and you start to realize you literally are carrying this on your shoulders.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I almost feel a release uh, on my own back thinking about how different that feels to just show up in your life that way. When you said, "You know who you are," who are you? I'd love to know, like, what that is for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I am someone who I am a highly competitive, high, highly generous, loving woman who just has a burning desire and truly believes I was created to help women. And I have felt that for a long time. I grew up... Um, for the first, the majority of my childhood um, to a single mom. And I watched her and my aunt and my grandmother work together as a unit. Um, And I think that had a huge impact on me because I saw women unite and help one another and be there for one another. And I'm just now in my adult life seeing how much of an impact that had on me um, to know what we can do for one another. I don't, there needs to be any situation where we're, we're against each other because when you win, that creates a space to let other people know that there's room for more of us to win. Um, and when we really can prioritize, I talk about it, like I said, all the time. Yeah. Um, it really is a life change. And so I am someone who is truly committed and focused to that. I'm an amazing friend, an excellent mom. And I am still recovering from trying to be perfect. So I want to make that clear. But I also know how to operate in my strengths. And I'm naturally a person who wants to see other women thrive. And I'm naturally a person who's I've always been organized and type A and and kind of pretty good with time and schedules, which is why I was able to make it all work when I was juggling. But I realized there's a much better way. Um, and it's almost like the person who discovered, you know, a cure for something. Now you want to run out and tell everybody about it and evangelize, like getting on the other side of busy. That's what I'm spending my days doing. because I know that it's a bigger thing than your business is a bigger thing than making money. It's, it's our lives. It's, um, the memories our children have. I didn't want Zoe to have a memory of me being sad every Sunday night, which I was when I knew tomorrow I had to go back to that law firm. I mm. thought about the things that I wanted her to remember and they weren't things that I could buy her and do for her. Cause those are the things I think about when I think of my childhood. I remember being at my great aunt's house and run, rolling down her heel and being itchy and grassy. And those are the things that, but we can't make time for that if we're always glued to our phones or our emails to all these things. And I can talk about so many different little bits of strategy you can do to kind of remove those things. But this is, this is like really life. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why it matters to me. And so that's who I am. That's what matters to me. That's what gets me up. That's a purpose uh, that I know I'm here to fulfill. So, you know, someone who isn't confident in, in the decisions they make and who they are, you know, someone's opinion can knock you. And yes. that's why I don't want you to be. I want you to be so firmly rooted in who you are um, that you don't need the validation of someone else. And you also don't allow the praise of other people to uplift you because that's when pride comes in. So I think it's a delicate balance between the two. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to put belittle my accomplishments. Like I said, I'm. I really believe that I'm really good at what I do, but I also don't want to puff myself up because I also realized that the gifts I've been given can be taken away just like they were given to me. And so I think you have to respect that too. So that's also another delicate balance between those two, being sure of who you are, but not getting to a place where you're prideful.
0: Oh, I can sense this difference. Like just, just even across the screen, across this internet that we're talking, you are strong and you are centered, and it's so inspiring to me, and it really is giving me, what I say to my, to my community is a kick in the pants and a hug at the same time. That's what you've done for me today, Shantae. You've given that to me, and before I have, um, before we say our goodbyes, can you tell people where to find you um, if they want more of how to get less busy and really need help buckling down there?
1: Okay, I would love to connect with you. Um, First of all, you can find me on Instagram at Shante Grant. And then I have for you all a workshop that I actually have... Taken away, but I have for your listeners. If you go to springfordworkshop.com, this workshop will teach you. And I have moms, stay-at-home moms, work corporate America moms, entrepreneur moms, all walk through this workshop. Um, if you use the code progress, um, I have a special offer for you. Um, you just go to springfordworkshop.com and use the word progress. Um, it's gonna help you. I taught. There's a whole lesson on distractions, like we talked about earlier. There's a lesson on batching your work. There's a lesson on really just trying to help you start that relationship building with time. Um, I'd love to just hang out with you guys over um, on Instagram at Shante Grant. And I also have a free Facebook group for women who are on that journey to the other side of busy called Circle of Success. And you can join that at ShanteGrant.com forward slash insider.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much. It was such an honor to have you on. Thank you very much, Shante. Yes. It was my pleasure. I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants you needed to grow and progress in your life. Want to take your learning to a whole new level? There are three ways. The first is to print off this month's free printable to help track your progress on the theme at hand. You can find that on my website aboutprogress.com slash free. The second way is to join our free and private Facebook group called Work in Progress. I've linked to that in the show notes. There you can receive community, inspiration, and accountability. And lastly, you can share your voice and your words on this show, literally. Our last episode of each month will feature members of this growth-driven community, Here you will share ways that you have worked on your own progress related to the theme. You can share tips that you would like other listeners to know or even funny stories to help them feel better. Don't be shy. You do have something of value to offer this community. You can find out how to contribute your voice or your words by going to my website aboutprogress.com, click on podcast, and then click on be on the show. I'll see you next time. And until then, remember, life is about progress, not perfection.
1: I was at church, uh, I guess those December, we were getting ready to head to Georgia for the holidays. And a guy I hadn't seen in a while was like, I heard you stop being a lawyer and practicing and didn't you go to school for three years for that? And One, you don't owe anyone a conversation about this. But, you know, I said, I'll entertain him waiting for Troy, my husband. Um, I said, yeah, I did go to school for three years. Um, I said, but now I actually am waking up doing work I love and I make way more money. What's your next question? And you have one. (laughs) I'm confident in the choices I've made. I don't need the validation of anyone else. And I don't owe anyone an explanation. But when I have time, I'll wait for a second